Welcome to the Chosen Girl Podcast, where we believe you are made for more and you have purpose. Hi, ladies. Welcome back to Tell Me About It. I'm Liz. I'm Sarah. Thank you so much for tuning in for what we are so proud to call the last Tell Me About It of 2019, but I'm also sad. I know. You guys have stuck by our sides this whole way, and we're just so thankful for you, and if you have missed any of our episodes, be sure to go back and check those out on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Playlist, and um, all the other applications, including our app. You can check all them out the there, too. All the apps. <laughs> I say that I'm sad, but I'm really excited because, guys, don't worry. We're coming back February 2020. So if you have any topics that you want us to cover in Season 2 of Tell Me About It, be emailing those in. DM us on Instagram, Facebook. We'll be getting all of those um, and taking note because we want to go to the Word about the problems that we face every day. Amen. That's what the Word's for. Yes. But in the meantime, if you, for those of you who are listening, it is Christmas. So Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. From our, from our Chosen Girl family to yours, um, we're just so happy that it's the holiday season. It's yes. probably my favorite holiday, and not just for the gifts, but because of the, the change in spirit that it creates in everybody. Um, it's just a wonderful time to get with your family, to do kind things, to remember the Lord that we serve. And yes. <clears throat> today we want to dive right into um, the story of Jesus and his birth and the Christmas yes. story. Um, there's so many great nuggets to learn there, but... We're going to dive right in. Yeah, and we're excited to take kind of a different spin yes. and look at things from Mary's perspective and look at the great God that we serve. So this is really a message of faith, um, and what a better message to celebrate Jesus' birthday. Amen. Go Jesus at your birthday. Right? We're going to party <laughs> like it's your birthday. So, okay, this is one of my favorite Bibles. I think that I may have referenced it during a Tell Me About It before, but it's called the Jesus Storybook Bible. Every story whispers his name. So... Even though I'm not a child, I'm probably a child at heart and, and mentally at most times. So, um, <laughs> I, hey, we're supposed to have childlike faith, so there's Amen. nothing wrong with that. But every story, just a little side book, or a side note on this book, it reflects Old Testament stories and New Testament stories previous to when Jesus walked this earth, all coming back to God's love story mm-hmm. that he displayed through Jesus. And I think that that is amazing how sometimes we don't connect the dots on that, mm-hmm. but this book helps us. So I'm excited about that. So we're picking up, um, it really doesn't go by books. It goes by like story. This one's called, He's Here, <laughs> <laughs> which is basically the Christmas story. So um, we're focusing in here on Mary and when Gabriel approaches Mary and tells her about what is about to happen. So this is Gabriel talking, and obviously this isn't like a version of the Bible. This is reading like a story. So I can't tell you what chapter or verse or version. It's just the Jesus Storybook Bible. So it, Gabriel's talking. He says, Mary, you're going to have a baby, a little boy. You will call him Jesus. He is God's own son. He's the one. He's the rescuer. The God who flung planets into space and kept them whirling around and around. The God who made the universe with just a word. The one who could do anything at all was making himself small, and he's coming down as a baby. Wait, God sending a baby to rescue the world? But it's too wonderful, Mary said, and felt her heart beating hard. How can it be true? Is anything too wonderful for God, Gabriel said? So Mary trusted God more than what her eyes could see, and she believed. I am God's servant, she said. Whatever God says, I will do. Oh, that's so I beautiful. have chills all over my body because I'm like, can we be more like Mary? Yes. 
Whatever God says, I will do. I'll do. So when it goes for the it, so will I. Yep, thank you. Yeah. Why do we make it so hard? It's not. It's really not. <laughs> it's like we make it hard on ourselves. Yeah. And I know that we don't have, you know, uh, uh, an archangel coming to visit us, mm-hmm. telling us what's about to happen in our lives. But we have something even greater, and that's the Holy Spirit. Yes. Urging us and pushing us mm-hmm. on what to do in our lives. And the thing is, are we going to... I, I wrote down, this is a very important question on, on words, guys. Mary asked how. Mm-hmm. How can this be? How is this going to happen? She didn't ask if. She didn't ask a skeptical angle of how. She mm-hmm. asked, how is this going to happen? As in, what's going on? <clears throat> and where do I go from here? Where do I go from here? I'm God's servant. So be it unto me. That's what the King James Version says. Nice. And, and Sarah and I were talking earlier, and so t- so many times it's easy to fall into those two different types of how. You can ask how from a sense of skepticism mm-hmm. in, well, how? How is this going to happen? And that way you can gain more information to make a decision. But then how is pretty much a decision made saying, where do I go from here? Yes. As in asking for more information. And we really believe that Mary was asking how yeah. What, what do I go? What's my next step? What am I going to do? Um, because you've brought me this far. I can't, you're not going to take it back. So mm-hmm. I, I know that I have to step into faith. And she was so willing. And that's she what's was so, so beautiful. And I don't know about you guys, but during this time of year, and I know that this is airing a week before Thanksgiving, but everybody knows we celebrate Jesus' birthday before Thanksgiving. <laughs> Even though having a grateful heart and being thankful is equally as important and eating turkey and dressing. But um, that's also important. Um, but during this time of year, as the year is wrapping up to an end and we're about to begin a whole new year, obviously we can have new beginnings every time, but it's so, mm-hmm. it's so much more concrete mm-hmm. now. And all that can come to my heart and my mind right now is don't limit what God can do. Yes. Don't limit what God can do. Um, I love the spirit of Mary that we need to channel at all times that she asks, how can I prepare? How's this going to happen? And then I'm in. Mm-hmm. I'm here. I'm showing up and I'm saying yes. Um, which made me think of Ephesians 3.20, which I seriously think I'm going to make this my verse of the year. I've yeah. never had a verse of the year. I've always yeah. had words, but I've never had a verse. I definitely do words of the year. Cool. Do you want to share what was your word last year or this year, if you don't mind sharing? This year, oh my gosh. Oh, consistency. I almost forgot. This year was consistency because the Lord really taught me what it was like to build healthy habits and to be more consistent. Wow. Um, I mean, in the the year before that was perspective. And so it's like every year I just learned so much more and um, it it helps a lot to go in with a focus and uh, to seek the Lord and God, what are you going to show me? And I mean, next year, the Lord has already revealed that prayer is my word for next year. Wow. So, like, so many great things come whenever you go in with a focus and a plan. Wow. My word actually is going along with the spirit that I'm feeling for next year, mm-hmm. and that's preparation. So, my 2019 word was preparation, and 
And in that, I really didn't know what God was going to do in 2019, which obviously, like, hello, Chosen Girl wasn't even a thing. Right. In January of 2019. So, yeah. God has been preparing we'll see, we'll all of us this. in mm-hmm. many ways. Um, but I'm almost thinking that it needs to roll over into 2020 after after studying what we studied today. Yeah. Um, but Ephesians 3, 20 and 21 in the message version of the Bible says, God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever ask or guess or request in your wildest mm-hmm. dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us, his spirit deeply and gently within us. Yeah. That's so good. And then it goes on to praise him. Glory to God in the church. Glory to God in the Messiah and Jesus. Glory mm-hmm. upon the generation. I'm like, all right, now we're having a glory party <laughs> because we know our God can do so many things. He yes. is worthy of praise. He is a God with no limits. Mm-hmm. He's a God with no restrictions. Mm-hmm. He can do far more than we could ever dream of, think up. So I'm like, why are we holding him back? Right. I think some... I think there's so many times when we can hold God back from doing great things, but I think also sometimes our expectations of what he's going to use or do can get in the way of that as well. Um, Because we think that God's going to do something grand and amazing and like spectacular, but that really appeals more more so to the expectations of the world than it does to what we should be expecting. Because time and time again in his word, if you go back... The Lord loves to use the least of these. I love it. He loves, he, he used Mary just such, I mean, I think biblically speaking, um, she should have been about 14 years old. Yeah. A 14 year old girl to bring Jesus into this world. Yes. And it wasn't some princess that was up on a throne. It was a lowly girl. Yeah. And who just said yes. Yes, exactly. That's all she did mm-hmm. was show up and say yes. And something so important that Liz, we talked about earlier, um, was it, this didn't just happen all at once. Right. Gabriel didn't just be like, oh, yeah, there's a girl. You know, there's a virgin. There's there's a young girl who seems like a decent girl. God had this plan for Mary. Mary had a heart after God. Mm-hmm. Mary was chasing after God. Mm-hmm. Mary was a wholesome, beautiful in, inside. I'm mm-hmm. not talking outside. I don't know what she looked like on the outside. But, but the Bible goes to, to tell us that... Mary was a woman after God's own heart. Right. And she had cultivated herself Mm -hmm. in her relationship with God to where God chose her. Right. And the thing is, God is choosing all of us, Mm -hmm. but are we cultivating ourselves? Are we preparing ourselves? Um, We're going to be using the analogy of farming a lot during this. Tell me about it. But are we preparing ourselves? Are we plowing Mm -hmm. ourselves? Are we nourishing ourselves spiritually to be prepared for the seed that God wants to plant in your life? Yeah. Because Mary was ready. Mm -hmm. I mean, we'll have to link this back into our notes. But in Matthew, it talks about whenever seed is scattered, um, what kind of, where does it fall? Does it fall upon a beaten path? Does it fall upon the rocks? Where is it falling? Does it fall in a place where it's, I'm going to flourish and grow. And that's what we're talking about. How are you growing and cultivating your heart? And I think it's also really important. This is just a little farming thing because I do work in the agriculture industry. That it's important to cultivate your soil and to, it needs nutrients too. And um, that it's so important that you're nourishing it with good things. Yeah. So that's, that's you and your quiet time with God. That's just feeding the soil of your heart. So that whenever God places a seed on you, that it, it has time and it has all the nutrients and everything it needs to really flourish. And I also think about there's different kinds of soil. 
So if you have like clay, like red clay, think about what you see in Arizona, what's going to grow there? There's not a whole lot of anything grows there. Yeah. And when you go to the beach, there's not a whole lot of anything that grows in the sand because one's too hard and one's too loose. And so it's so important that you that you're cultivating your soil your soil of your heart wow. so that beautiful things can grow there. But also with that, remember that nothing grows instantly. Wow. Um, just on a personal side, I grew a little cilantro plant about a year ago. His name was Frank, Frank Cilantro. And <laughs> and it was, it literally took, I think, about 14 days just for me to see something green come and sprout up. Wow. And just for it to be about an inch tall. That's crazy. And it and, took, yeah. And how much energy, what, maybe five minutes of planting took? Took two weeks. Yes. To see fruit. Or, or even, like, life just just whatsoever life. it took about 45 days before it was like a full mature cilantro plant i mean 45 days is not that long of a time but i mean just like that in in comparison just like us god will plant seeds in us long before a fruit happens yeah just like even with chosen girl um and Sarah Collins brand, which it was prior to that, yes. God planted a seed years ago, and Sarah didn't even know, and I didn't even know that this is what Chosen Girl would be the, the fruit of that, and the fruit of her labor, and yet here we are. And even with our relationship, God knew when you said yes to coming to speak at my church that he would that, that He would introduce you to me, also my husband, on the same day. Y'all know I love telling that story. But then eight years later, we'd be in ministry together. But we didn't know, but God, God knew. Yeah. But if we hadn't been cultivating our hearts, just like had Mary had been cultivating her heart and chasing after what God had for her versus chasing after what the world wanted or what the world promised or what she hoped for herself, we were able to be, we're able to be here. Yes. And so it takes a conscious decision from, from not just Sarah, but for me, for everybody involved in it does. a part of being chosen is making that choice to chase after what God has for you and being prepared for what he's bringing to you. And, you know, what breaks my heart is that that I myself, um, and then I know that Sisters in Christ and, and all of us in our life, I feel like we've seen or we have felt God working, but He may have not worked on our time frame. Mm -hmm. So we may have uprooted seed that didn't even have a chance to take root in our life mm -hmm. too prematurely because we didn't have the faith that it was working below the soil. Right. We didn't have faith that something was happening mm -hmm. despite of what we could see. So so Liz and I, we never want to like leave you guys with um without some action. So these were two questions that we that we seriously think that we all need to ask our, ask ourselves before we go into 2020 mm -hmm. so that we can go into 2020 expecting great things from God yes. having a spirit of expectation not putting limits on what God mm -hmm. will do in our life because of our own lack of preparation mm -hmm. so one do we even believe this right how's our faith like I'm not saying to compare your faith to someone else I'm just saying like do you believe that God can do anything in your life do you believe that he has plans beyond your wildest expectations, mm -hmm. beyond your wildest dreams. That's so like funny. Abraham and Sarah, he gave them the huge dream and mm -hmm. the huge promise that they would have a child 
in their own age. Mm -hmm. And not only just have a child, but be the father of many nations. Right. And Abraham and Sarah both started to get weary in their expectation. They believed God at first. At first, it's easy when God puts that vision on your heart. Mm -hmm. They're like, yes, we're going to be a mom and daddy. We're going to be the father of many nations. Like, I'm excited. Well, y'all, a decade passed, Mm -hmm. and there was not a baby. Right. So then Hagar comes in, and Abraham's like, okay, I'm going to make this happen. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was not God's plan. And God still was able to use Ishmael and bless Hagar because God is a God of recovery. Um, but that that's not how it was supposed to happen. Right. So, so one, do we believe this even when we're starting to grow weary in the wait? Mm-hmm. Do we believe this when it looks like all the signs say no? Right. When it, Do we believe this when it's not on our own timing? Because, like you said, if we're comparing our life and our blessings and God's promises to the cilantro seed, mm-hmm. what three seconds of pushing a cilantro seed down in mm-hmm. a little pot took a month and a half to produce. Mm-hmm. And that's three minutes, like, investment and having to wait 45 days to reap the benefit of your investment. Right. And then... This is what I think about, too. Like, whether or not we're guaranteed the result, God is still good and God is still faithful and He has a plan. You're right. And I don't think that we think like that when we don't have the desires of our heart yet. Yes, that's very true. It's very discouraging. Mm -hmm. So, one, do we even believe Ephesians 3.20? Do we believe He can do it? Do do we not only believe He can do it, do we believe how He's going to do it? Mm -hmm. Just like with Mary. Right. Are we asking if, or are we asking how? Right. That's are we asking the right kind of how? Mm-hmm. That's so true. And it, it's so easy to, to slip into that that doubtful phase whenever you can't see it. Yes. But the whole point of faith is that not being able to see. And so I think it's, it's a reminder that whenever God has called something for you, or called you to, and you're not seeing the results or the fruits that, you're, yes. that you were promised that would be there... Don't don't throw God's promise to the wayside. It's not made in vain. You just need to be patient. Yes. And it's going to take some time where you can't see and where other people can't see. Um, I just think about Noah even. You yeah. know, before the storm came, I mean, they're just like, we've been in a drought for all these years. And why are you crazy? He literally, he <laughs> <Yeah>. is crazy. <laughs> but the thing is, is that he was obedient. And because of it, his family and his bloodline was saved. That's right. And the Lord wants the same for you, but it's going—it's not going to necessarily be easy right. um, or immediate like a lot of other things in our world these days. Yes. But it is 100% worth it. I mean, this says, so Mary trusted God more than what her eyes could see, and she believed and said, I'm God's servant. Whatever God says, I will do. Mm-hmm. We need, we're going to put this page on the Chosen Girl Instagram and on this Tell Me About It um, show notes so that you guys can see this, and I'll even link this book on Amazon. But yeah, read um, that last verse one more that last line one more time. Absolutely. Um, whatever God says I'll do. Do you want me to go back further? No, no, that was it. Whatever God says I'll do. She be- she trusted God more than what her eyes could see. That's it. Can can we say that about ourselves in twenty twenty? Like let's do it. Yeah. Speak it over ourselves. Absolutely. I'm gonna write we need to make a wallpaper with that. We yes. got homework now. We do have homework. <laughs> <laughs> but um so one, do we believe this? Are we gonna trust God more yes. than what our eyes can see? Um also with that, I just wanna give a little disclaimer, like, okay, there are planting seasons and there are harvest seasons. Going yes. back to the farming analogy. They're not simultaneous. Both yes, both are equally as important. Mm-hmm. 
Both are equally as necessary. Yes. Both are equally as significant. Mm -hmm. But you cannot have harvest without planting. So if you are in the planting season or in the cultivating season, don't give up because you cannot have harvest Mm -hmm. without planting. Mm -hmm. Just like I feel like sometimes when we have this vision of having faith in God and what it's going to look like, Mm -hmm. God is very unexpected. So, like, a perfect example of that I wrote down was, like, Jesus being born in a literal barn. So, like, Mary Mm -hmm. is presented with this angel, with this promise of God. And you would think, like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm going to have, like, this birthing coach. And it's going to be in a beautiful facility where I'll be able to birth this king of kings, lord of lords, son of God. Mm -hmm. But guess what? There was no room in the end. Um, King Herod was killing little boys Mm -hmm. shortly after this time. Like, the conditions around her were not ideal. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, on this earth, on this imperfect earth that we live in, filled with sin, the conditions are not always going to be beautiful. They're not always going to be perfect. But listen to this. Once we say yes to God and our faith is in Him, that means expectations, our expectations, Mm -hmm. are out the window. Mm-hmm. Jesus was born in a barn. It was unexpected. It was unlikely for a king to be born in a barn. But that did not make him any less king. Mm-hmm. That did not change who he was. And that did not change God's promise. Right. You're absolutely right. It just was what it was. Mm-hmm. So even though we say, yes, in 2020 I have faith. Yes, in 2020 I believe this. If your circumstances around you do not yet reflect the promise, that does not make the promise any less true. That does Mm -hmm. not make God any less faithful. You're right. That does not make him any less king or any less powerful Mm -hmm. or any any less loving. It just is what it is. In every way, the Lord reminds us that, look what I'm able to do with the little. Wow, yes. God, I mean, a barn became like a birthing room. Yes. And a king who was who was not even supposed to, to survive the, the rulings of Herod is the savior of the world. Yes. He loves to take something that's so little and make it so great. Yes. And just imagine what he can do when you give more than just a little. Yes. And that's the, that's the, I love, I just love that story because the Lord reminds me on a daily basis you give you give me ten minutes, but imagine what I would do with one hour. And he's a God of multiplication. He is. He's not a God of addition. He wants to multiply what you give him. So mm-hmm. one seed, this is what I love about fruit, and this is why I love that Jesus teaches by using fruit so much. Mm-hmm. One fruit can produce or one seed can produce a fruit and that, that fruit produces five seeds mm-hmm. within the fruit that's right. protected inside of that fruit. Mm-hmm. So God is a God of multiplication. He is not a God of division or subtraction, taking right. away. If he prunes back, it's just because he knows that more multiplying mm-hmm. is on the way. So, one, we've got to make this our foundation. We've mm-hmm. got to know, yes, this is what we believe, and our faith is going to be in this no matter what our circumstances. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to not let God bless my life because of my own limitations right with my faith so that's number one and then two are we even making room for God to work and cultivate that is that is convicted my heart that's a real question there's so many things that compete for my attention 
Mm-hmm. I feel like on a daily basis, whether yes. that be my personal life or my work life or whatever it is, just you know, friends, family, relationships, all those things. And where does where does God fall on that list? Yeah. Am I am I making time for Him? Am I making room for Him? Am I willingly cultivating and preparing my heart for whatever He's called me to? by diving in and being intentional with that time. Yeah. And it, it is convicting, but I'm thankful that it's convicting. Yeah. Because it, it creates a roadmap to say, oh, hold up. You know, I think I can do this better. The Lord's calling me to something higher, and he's giving me a direct path of what I need to be doing. It's like that how that Mary was asking. Yes. Of, as far as, okay, God, where am I going from here? Um, and it's so important for us to think about how we prepare not just once a week, but like on a daily basis. And it's not always just reading your Bible or being around your godly friends. Sometimes it could be as nice as having a good attitude when you don't feel like it. True. That cultivates your heart. That creates a beautiful habit inside of you. And that prepares you for potential um, trials that you may be encountering. And that way, you never know. Someone may be looking at you down the road because you cultivated that habit out of yourself. Mm. That someone says, that looks like it's someone that I I want to be like them. I want the happiness that they have. Wow. I want what they have. And you never know that that person could be just one of the greatest pastors of our generation years to come. Yes. You just never know. So it's so important for us to cultivate ourselves, not just for us right now, but for how we can play a role in how God can use us in other capacities. Yes. And, and you know, cultivation, that's just a farming word for preparation. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I think about, you know, we live in the South, so farming is a huge part of our culture and mm-hmm. our families, and we both have grown up in a rural background. So, yes. I think about when a field is being plowed, it is, I always remember thinking when I was a kid, like, it looked so much better before they plowed it. Like, mm-hmm. that is ugly. Like, that dirt is all messed up, mm-hmm. and I just, I just really liked it better smooth. And it, it's a messy process. Yes. So, like, sometimes the preparation is not going to be pretty. Mm-hmm. Making yourself or letting God create a patient spirit in you is not pretty because guess what you're going to be faced with? Mm-hmm. A bunch of opportunities yeah. to be patient. When I say opportunities, I use that very sarcastically mm-hmm. because it does not feel like an opportunity <laughs> at the time. You know, if you're praying for a kinder spirit, like, you're going to be given opportunities to display kindness. Mm-hmm. So, that plowing, like, I think of that song, New Wine, in the mm-hmm. crushing, in the pressing, you're making new wine. That's so, so it's under pressure that wine is made. It's under pressure that diamonds are cultivated. I, like, I feel like I would so much rather take this easy route of like, God, just take care of me. And God, and God's always going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Every bush needs to be trimmed and mm-hmm. pruned. To make wine, you've got to crush some grapes. Yep. To make diamonds, you got to put some pressure on some coal. Yep. Like, and prepare your heart for the seeds God's trying to plant. Yes. You're going to have to cultivate. And it, and it hurts. I think about plowing up a garden um, when I was growing up. And Dad would go through with a tiller. And I'd come back. And I loved to walk in freshly tilled soil. Yeah. But the first time that you go through, it hurts. Because it's so rocky. And until he comes back and, and plows it one more time yeah. and tills it all up, does it actually feel soft? And it's it's completely different. Yes. But it reminds me that there's a, a super hard, thick crust that's on the earth right before you get ready to till and break yes. all of that up so that you can plant new seeds. And I encourage you to look in your own heart and say, like, is there a part of me that has that, that thick skin mm-hmm. in a part where God's calling me to be tender? And that to remember that it's going to hurt to break that up, but it's so necessary for something beautiful to come. Yes. And it, that's, it's a gift that, remember that God 
works on us continuously, that we are unfinished, and that he cares yeah. enough to not just come back and cultivate and tell us one time, till up our hearts and cultivate us once, but again and again until we are pruned and ready to be planted with beautiful seeds. Yes. And the thing is, God is going to get his plan to come to life no matter what. He's going to make it happen. But the thing is, I want to be a part of it. Like, I have FOMO with that. Like, <laughs> I'm like, God, I want you to use me. But the thing is, i got to be ready for it. Mm-hmm. Like, I've got to be here for it. I've got to say yes. Even during the times where I'm like, God, you're really calling me to do that. Like, that's not what I meant when I wanted you to use me. Like, well, you know. That's, not, like, that's probably not what Mary went. Yeah. Meant. She's like, God, use me however you will. And Gabriel pops up and he's like, hey, you want to have a baby? We'll have God's baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's not what I meant. But... At this, but she came with, okay, how? What do I do? And I, you know, I honestly do believe that she, there's a part of her was kind of scared. But the oh, thing absolutely. is that she was, in spite of her, her fear, that she said, God, I trust you more than I trust my fear and that I trust yes. my emotions. And that you're calling me to this and I'm putting my 100% full faith in you that this is your will and that this is going to happen and that I will be taken care of and that um, my child will be taken care of because back then, being pregnant before being married was far more of oh um, my goodness oh my gosh like and that's one of the first things that I thought of well that I think of every year when we review the Christmas story I'm like oh my gosh Mary was engaged so she about to have to go tell her fiance Mm -hmm. that she is pregnant and they have not ever slept together so my anxiety kicks in and I'm like oh my gosh poor Joseph like what's going through his mind what's going through Mary's mind she's probably so nervous to tell him even though she's so excited to do God's will Mm -hmm. she's probably scared she doesn't know timeline and what's happening and all those things but like God even provided and came to Joseph in a dream. Mm-hmm. And an angel appeared to Joseph and was like, hey, dude, this is what's going down. Mm-hmm. So if you are worried about what are what's, what's the repercussions of doing God's will, what is so-and-so going to think? What is, like, this is this is my thing. I feel like if, if Gabriel would have appeared to me and I would have been engaged, I would have been like, Gabriel, you don't understand. I'm about to get married. Like, I would have been selfish. Like, first thing mm-hmm. I would have thought of was my agenda, my plan, not even, like, whatever Gabriel how is this going to happen like mm-hmm. I've never known a man I would have went instantly to hey this is what I've got going on right now I don't think I'm the right one for the for the job but the thing is Mary didn't even go to that and then God rewarded her for that and handled what could have been a sticky situation mm-hmm. in her life she you know God went to Joseph mm-hmm. and cleared the air and was like this is what's going on I'm using you and Mary both together mm-hmm. like how wow it's beautiful. It really is. So grateful. God for takes that. care of us every time. Yes, he makes he makes a way when when literally when we see no way. Yes. In that. But I think it really all comes back to when we're preparing ourselves, when we're preparing our hearts. When yes. We have the faith that He's called us to have that childlike faith, and that says, "You know what's best." Yes. Um, I think so many times we can get ourselves in trouble because we like to think that we know what what God needs to do for us. Yes. And I just find that. You know, at this time, I just stop making plans. I just say, God, use me Absolutely. in whatever capacity. I'll go wherever you send me. I'm not even going to try to make a plan because I know it's just going to be comical for you and all the other angels. <laughs> no, literally, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's like because he, he's a God of multiplication. So what, God, what Mary probably thought was something that was so, yes, it was a big thing, but also a little thing because yeah. you're literally just bringing a baby into this world changed the entire universe like 2,000 years later we're still exactly 
singing his praises. Yes, absolutely. Because she said, yeah. And I think that, guys, like, as we reflect back on this year and then we're looking forward to next year, like, are we going to give our 2020 fully to God? Like, are we going to have that Mary spirit about us? Like, God, I just want you to use me. And I feel like we'll come to that point either voluntarily or by default. Mm -hmm. So we'll either try it our own way for so long, and I've done that, and think, okay, God, I've tried everything, so now let's try your way. Mm -hmm. Or let's just go to the Father and run to him and say, God, I am trusting that your way is best. Mm -hmm. I have faith in your word. I have faith that you're going to use me and cultivate me and prune me, and it may hurt and it may sting sometimes, but I know it's going to be worth it. Mm -hmm. And just go to him first. Yeah. Are we we going to ask how or are we going to ask if? Are we going to prematurely... Um, root up seed that hasn't even got a chance to root yet like Mm -hmm. like guys I think that it's time to be intentional Mm -hmm. if you're new to the chosen fam like being that's what chosen is all about so like God has chosen us now are we going to choose him Mm -hmm. are we going to say yes Lord I'm trusting you more than what my eyes can see yes whatever you want I'm going to do it Mm -hmm. um but and and don't give up Mm -hmm. don't grow weary in doing good because seriously your harvest could be just around the corner. You never know. You literally just never know. Just around the corner. Um, I wanted to leave you guys with something that Hunter and I, um, it's a phrase that we say a lot in our house, and y'all will probably think we're like hippies or something when <laughs> I tell you this, but we might be. Um, so something that we say all the time, like an opportunity comes our way, or when something comes into our life that we kind of need to let go of. Hunter and I, we have two words that we say to each other to kind of bring things back to perspective, and that's open hands. And open hands to us means we're open to receive what God has for us, and we're open to release what God does not want for us. Mm -hmm. So, like, no matter what, and, like, just for me from a personal standpoint, with Poppy's Boutique, with Chosen Girl, Mm -hmm. with my relationships, with, with things that are really important to me in my life, if I present them and have the perspective of open hands, mm-hmm. I know that God's always going to take care of me. Yes. Because I don't want the things in my life that He does not want for me, and I don't want to be so grasped on to the things that I care about that I can't receive new that God has exactly. for me. Exactly, and that hurts. It's like yeah. trying to, when you're carrying all, all 20 bags of groceries upstairs, and it's so heavy, and <laughs> yes. you're, that you're, you feel like you have the claw hand yes. by the time you get and there's the like top. things right. on your hands and, and arms, yes. From holding on to something that you're not supposed to be holding on to that's so heavy. And that, you're right. Having yeah. open hands, it, it releases us from that. Yes, and if I'm so consumed with myself, if I'm so consumed with my business, if I'm so consumed with my own relationships... I'm curled up like this. I'm not cultivated. I have not mm-hmm. been plowed. I'm bitter. I'm that rocky soil that we talked mm-hmm. about. We got to open it up. Yeah. We got to release because we will only be happy. We will only be fulfilled with what God wants and what His plan is. Oh, open hands. So Amen. Ladies, thank you all so much for joining us for the first season of Chosen Girls Tell Me About It. Um, we love you all so much. We're so grateful and thankful that you came along on this journey. Um, once again, if you have missed any of our episodes, they're all available either on our app, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, check us out online if you have prayer requests or you have some topics that you'd like for us to cover in the spring as we uh, seek God's word. Yeah. Um, let us know. We want to make sure that we're, we're doing this not for ourselves, but we're doing it for you. So we want to make sure, sure that um, this is impactful for you as well. 
We're just so thankful. Um, I hope you have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from our Chosen Girl family yes. to yours. Um, we love you so much, and we will see you in Season 2, February 2020. Yes. Bye, guys. We love y'all. Merry Christmas. Bye. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode. Remember to subscribe to Weekly Encouragement at thechosengirl.com. Now go out and live that chosen life and hymn, friends. We'll meet back here next week.